Welcome to Cover Fire Podcast. I'm Nick. That's Lou. And today, we're tired. Pretty fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really fucking tired. We both work today. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's one in the morning. Oh, my God. Is it one in the morning already? It's one in the morning, yeah. Well, that's why we're drinking the blue stuff. And we both like blue you know because funny. it has, it has <laughs> the we love blue because it has the most antioxidants. All the antioxidants. It has so many antioxidants. You know, there's actually a study behind that too. <laughs> there's like actually a thing. I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna see if I can find it really fast. But uh, there's that uh, episode of Always Sunny that talks about where Frank's like, he's like everything needs to be like literally just puts food diet. <laughs> Is it blue? It. Yeah, it's blue? I don't see any. I don't see any blue on the menu. <laughs> yeah, blue this, and he boils the noodles in Gatorade for the <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, uh, the the waiter, the, the waiter <laughs> uh, from uh, the they, they uh, from Gugino's. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I remember that episode came out and I thought it was really funny. And then I tried to look up a clip for it for somebody who hadn't seen the episode. And what popped up was an actual study about No, it was me. Food, it was me because I couldn't foods. remember. It, it was me. Was it? I couldn't remember seeing the episode. Yeah. So, like, and then you, Blue Foods yeah. actually. Uh, and then you put the episode on and I was like, I fucking remember this now. Yeah. This. But I think it's like there's actual. I think it's uh, something about the health benefits of Blue Foods. Like the health what? benefits of like a poop transplant, yeah. transplant. Don't even get me fucking started on poop transplants, bro. <laughs> Holy shit! Have you ever looked in this poop transplant shit? I have a good poop transplant, bro. Before, yeah. Like the uh, yeah. we're gonna we're just gonna go. Yeah, let's this just. For a second. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about poop transplants in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here on it, literally. Welcome to Cover Fire Podcast, where we talk only about poop transplants. Literally, no, we yeah. talk about poop within the first five minutes of every episode. <laughs> Welcome to it. We do. It's been it's been it's been two. <laughs> No, like seriously, there's this whole thing about blue and purple vegetables and fruits are just full of they help fight inflammation, improves the body's ability to absorb calcium. Is it because of antioxidants? <laughs> it's gotta be because of antioxidants. And we know it's we know it's pronounced yeah, antioxidants. You know, you know yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. it just makes sense because when you lose oxygen, hmm. you turn blue. So <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? That one just came from my brain. Stupid. <laughs> it's fucking retarded. Stupid. Oh my god! But uh, no, there's literally like they have nine bullet points right now about things about blue foods. Oh no no, sorry. Yeah, about blue foods that are better. Uh, so right here they have nine bullet points about blue foods <laughs> and how much better these blue foods are than everything else and it's help fights inflammation improves the body's ability to absorb calcium and other nutrients helps to lower where where is this study from good housekeeping this is michigan this is university it's fucking can't fix flint's water crisis but they but but (laughs) but but we we know that blue foods are good for you blue foods are good also there was a this kind of leads me in before we touch on poop transplants this reminds me of there was a fucking study that the state of michigan did I don't even think it was I don't think it was a study. I can't say a study, but it was a publicly funded art thing and this girl held in her poop for weeks. Weeks and pooped the entire length of a bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. Bowling it was out. like 26 yeah, fucking feet or something. That I've been seeing that all Michigan over Facebook. State, was that bro. Oh, was that Michigan that was State? Michigan no. State. This is what our money goes to above above anything else. 
like we can't help our own people. We can't, you know, the homeless problem, the, all the dilapidated how, how you, buildings. How do you hold your poop in for that long? Is I you know, she used a butt plug. I read the whole article, bro. Like I like I, once I found out about this, I was like, "What the fuck?" How was she not like? She had to be in like horrible pain like yeah. the whole time. It like, was like it was a long time she held in her poop. This man, if I hold my poop in for like fifteen minutes, if I hold my poop for <laughs> yes, for like if I have to poop and it's like I don't go immediately, I'm in pain. Welcome to the Cover Fire Poop Cast. <laughs> <laughs> we just cover shit, cover shit podcast. Jesus Christ! But uh, poop transplants. Yeah, we're, we're really going to get into Dude, poop transplants, huh? Holy shit. Have you seen, like, the studies? The, oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. The 33% chance of, uh, at, like, 30, there's a 30, like, having healthy poop put into someone's digestive tract has a 33% chance of greatly improving autism. Greatly. That is literally what the study <laughs> started, was, like, Motherfuckers are out here curing autism with shit. So, like, they're taking poop. They're taking their family members and putting it inside oh, of up someone's butt. Bro, they take a saline solution and yeah. literally just take a saline solution and poop and put it into a magic bullet. Oof. I'm not even kidding. An actual just magic bullet. They blend that shit up, literally, and then they put it into – there's two ways to do it. They can either do it uh, with the tube – what is it, gastro – Oh, I can't remember what the you 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 know I don't give a shit. But they either put the tube down your throat and feed it to you into a healthy spot. An OG so tube. Yeah, so it doesn't like uh, contaminate anything because it's poop. Or they go up the butt. There's literally two ways you go. You know. I I can't imagine that I would choose. I I honestly. I don't think I would choose either. I wouldn't choose either. But if I had to choose the one, I wouldn't. I just something about poop going down my throat yeah. seems a lot weirder than just worse. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, since you know, that's a big thing. People need. Yeah, we just definitely just went off about poop again. Autism cures, though. That's big. It's huge. (laughs) That's a huge thing. Like they, like what? What the fuck? What kind of if? If God really existed, what the? What kind of a joke? What do you mean? What what (laughs) fucking joke is he? Is he pulling? (laughs) Yeah, dude. You got a G spot. It's just in your asshole. Oh, you got autism? Yeah, to shove some shit up your ass. <laughs> like, what? What kind of a fucking shitty comic book are we living in? <laughs> like, if that doesn't give you, if that's not proof that life is a simulation, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, I still, I'm still a firm believer that you know, we've already everything's over. We're in a black hole. Oh yeah, and it's just alternate universes just colliding with other alternate universes. All the time. Oh. It makes sense, though. Like, isn't yeah. there like, isn't there actually a black hole that's very near us, and we're just getting pulled closer? I, closer I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Day? I don't know your definition of very near it is, but yeah. In so, in relativity to the entire universe, very close. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even the universe. The entire what is it? We're in a quasar or some shit. Like, it, it, a thousand it, light years from Earth, which is pretty fucking close if we're being honest like what is it measurements relative isn't there the theory this there's that one theory that everything like if the 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 universe is the universe is infinitely expanding but it's staying the same size therefore like an inch that was the same inch as it was a while ago is Mm -hmm. now if we were to put it side to side it's actually 
So it's it's some absurd amount of number in miles that I just don't know. Yeah, but it's like it's closer than five hundred and eighty. You'll get there. Millions. <laughs> it's like five hundred eighty-seven trillion miles or something. Millions and billions. <laughs> millions and billions. It's like five hundred eighty. Yeah, it's five point eight. Yeah, if I look to the right of my computer, I would see it. It was wrote out five point eight trillion <laughs> miles. Look yeah. Five point eight eight trillion miles. That's still like how far away is the fucking sun? Like thirteen million miles. Yeah. So that's still like five hundred and fifty-five trillion miles. Yeah. You know? And the sun's very well, close. 550 trillion. In the it's, still 500, scheme, it's, it's still 5.8 yeah. trillion miles away. In the whole scheme of our universe, the sun is so fucking close. You can yeah. throw a rock at it, for lack of a better term. Oh, yeah. Dude, you know what I'm going to do tomorrow? <laughs> hey, what you doing, son? I'm going outside to throw rocks at you, son, dad. <laughs> yeah. Like watching them bounce off. You do that. You get right You get right to that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so uh, news for me. Um, I started... Uh, so I'm leaving my job. Um, Hell yeah. What? In, um, what you doing? Well, I already know. I'm just yeah, I mean, I think I brought it up in one of the episodes. I'm going back to school. I brought it up mm-hmm. finally. So I had already had my notice in, and I put um, everyone. I just started kind of telling everybody at work, uh, finally. So that's kind of out there. And oh, yeah. I was, like, waiting because I didn't want people to think that if I didn't do something or I forgot They're to like, do something, oh, oh he just isn't doing it because he he's, he's fucking leaving. Yeah. No, it's not you know, what it is. It's, it's okay. Like, you know, it's whatever. I spent, like, fucking 30 minutes teaching people how to fucking cut avocados yesterday. So it is what it is. That's Wait, what I, I've why? been reduced to. What do you mean? So apparently um, people, for whatever reason, when they cut an avocado, they, they put the avocado in their palm. They take a knife <laughs> and... They cut that avocado and roll. They put the knife on the avocado and they roll the avocado in their hand. Well, why? Because they're idiots. Uh, and sorry, I, I love all of my cooks. You guys aren't idiots, but that is stupid of you to do this. It's very uh, dumb. Yeah. Um, so, like, I've t- I've told so many people not to do this because I've watched so many people cut themselves um, from like getting bumped into or slipping using a dull knife. The avocado slips and it just slices their hand right open. It actually has I, it actually has its own ICD-10 co- code, uh, which is a code for like uh, ERs and shit to use, yeah, or doctors to use whatever to diagnose illnesses and injuries. And it's called avocado hand. <laughs> it's a real thing. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, stop fucking doing that. Like you're gonna cut yourself. And like they, 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 they hold it in their hand, they put the knife in, they roll it. And I was like, you can't do that. You got to set it on the on on the cutting board. Yeah. Stick your knife and just kind of roll the knife like on the cutting board, just, you know, because cutting boards are there to and it's cut things. And it's like, and it's like if if Look, if the knife is we hold, hold up, we have cutting boards. They exist. Yeah. But people choose to put a thing in their hand and just cut it in their hand so for some reason. I've. So don't understand that. I work. Don't at, get it. I work in the same, not in the same building, but same place. I work in the same. Uh, he works for I a restaurant. The same, yeah, same industry. And I've seen people when I get avocado fans, which to this day still just blows me the fuck away. Is I, I I've seen like the people. This isn't the part that blows me away. They'll take it, they put it on the cutting board, and they slice it in half. 
like, like through the pit. Through yeah, the pit. yeah. I hate like, that shit. I hate that. I hate that. It's better than holding it in your fucking hand and doing that. I'm like, I'll take that. Honestly, I'm not really sure at this point. So, like, if it goes through, it, it there's a better chance of your knife swimming and you cutting off your thumb pain. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's gonna be terrible. But you know, I digress on that point. But then after they have cut it in half, now they're holding it in their hand and taking the point of their knife. To, oh, to, to scoop oh, it out of the... No, no, no. Not to scoop. Not to, you know, take the little bit and go, whoop, to stab the inside of it, to swipe it off on the cutting board, and then they'll cut it in half and take the quarter of a av- avocado now and slice it Oh, I it forgot. They hold it in their hand. They, they slice it in their hand. It. Yeah, I forgot about What's that. That too. The actual, how yeah. fucking hard is it to just have a, uh, have a serving spoon next to you and just scoop but, that but, and but, set on the But here's board. the other thing. You don't even wow. need a spoon. Wow. You do, no. no. You take your thumb... Push down on the little tip, and you literally use your thumbnail and roll it yes, underneath it. The pith pulls right off. It of comes the avocado. The the skin, or for a for those that for skin. we're not the skin, uh, pulls right off from the flesh with your thumb, unless it's not ripe. If the avocado is not ripe, then you're fucked. But you're still not doing that's it with where, a, you're yeah, still not doing it with a spoon either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's um, gonna be a bitch, but yeah. you'll get it out anyway. So you use your thumb, your thumbnail, you put it right there, and you just slide it under, and it rolls right off. Yes. Then you take said cutting board or said avocado, set it on the cutting oh, board on the flat side, oh. and then you just take the tip of your knife I and you, you just place the rolly side. So when you try to cut it, it mushes. You just, just slice, goes slice, 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 fan. Blows me the fuck away. It's I just watching, watching it. But at the end of this thing is, it's not even that like I take this knowledge and I hold it and I'm like, oh, you're stupid. I no. show people this. That's what and you they're and, do. and and they're like, oh, you know, if we're busy, I'm like, well, if you're busy. What's going to take more time, an ER visit or uh, Not only that, but, like, this actually fucking... works. You're just used to doing it the stupid way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, when you get used to doing it the not stupid way, it won't be slow to you. You're just learning something new. Yeah. You know, I was, like, showing one of my cooks the other day how to hold a knife properly, and there's so many different people that are uh, – there's, like, a couple different ways to hold a knife, and there's a couple different ways to hold a knife, different types of knives for that yes. end. But when you're using a, a, a when you're using a chef knife to do basic utility fucking work on a line or just basic fucking prep work, you got there's there's a certain way to hold the knife. And I showed him this. Yeah, yeah. You hold you hold uh, right on the blade uh, where you have your, your thumb on the other side of the blade. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you kind of use your it just kind of locks into your wrist. But it does whatever. Uh, so you get I'm just, better control. Yeah. So I'm like showing him how to do this, and he's like, ah, oh, you know, I was like, it ta- it's gonna be awkward at first. Everything's awkward when you learn how to do something. It's always new. You haven't tried it. It's probably going to take a second because you're so used to doing it a different way. But you need to try to give it a try. Then, if it doesn't work for you, do your stupid way of doing things. Yeah. But you need to give it an honest try. And he comes up to me today. He goes, hey, I've been watching other people, and I've been, like, looking at the way you've been doing it. And, like, it is actually better. I just need to get used to it. I was like, see? You guys just need to give things an honest chance and try them out. Like, like I don't come to you and like this is the way that I think it needs to be done. Like yeah, this, you're is not the, this, this is this is the way. this is no, <laughs> and you know, and some things I'm like, no, this is this yeah. is what you're we're doing. But like you know, when I go to people and I start trying to tell, like it's like, hey, I'm sharing you with you some knowledge, and this is not just things that I'm like, this is what I prefer. This is like a this best is. practice that I've picked up from years and years of doing this. This is in books. This is literally how it's not just in, not even just in books, but like it's it's yeah. literal real world experience. Best fucking practices that I've picked up from doing things in multiple different types of kitchens and, and yeah. like and learning from great people along the way. So it for me, it's just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, this is the Lauren way of doing it. Like this is like like, hey, 
do this. Like, and if yeah. you go to another kitchen and work with other people and, and you know, hopefully, you know, they're going to show you those same things. It just amazes if, me. If, if you're actually like learning from a person, if you're learning from a professional, I would say, for lack of a better term. I'm a professional. You, you, they should be able to teach you like, hey, if you're just touching a fucking knife, don't try to fucking, don't try to actual chop this. Use a cross chop. Take your hand. If you're first fucking doing something, don't try to get all fancy Gordon Ramsay. Just, you know, I just need it diced. Just fucking yeah. hand on the back of it. Yep, yep, yep. Up and down. But Eventually, we'll get to your bear claw, and then you can start pulling your fingers, all right, bud? Like it's, This, it this makes me think of away. this time in one of the kitchens I worked in um, where the cooks were cleaning uh, the line, and they take their knives and put them in the expo window. Mm. <laughs> and I walked up. I would be like, hey, guys, don't put your knives there. Yeah. Like, like, what would you do? I'm like, well, you know, clean your knife, put it away. Like, you're cleaning the line. Like, don't set up in the expo window. Yeah. That's stupid. Like, that's just somebody's going to knock it over. Somebody's going to set something on it and miss it, and someone's going to get cut. I mean, we all know. Well, not we all know. You know that, like, I've been cut by people putting knives in stupid fucking places plenty of times. Mm. Yep. And, like, so I'm it. just like, yeah, literally a knife in a garbage disposal because someone set it in a sink and I got stabbed <laughs> through my hand. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Another, another time I got stabbed or cut was uh, someone put a knife in a prep sink. And then threw like chicken bags on top of it. So I went to go scoop out the chicken bags, and there was a knife down there, and it sliced my pinky right open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, up, yeah. So anyway, back to that story. So I was like, "Hey guys, stop doing this." And I'd always correct him. I always correct him. And one night I was like, "Who did this?" It's like I've been telling you guys not to do this for a while. Who did this? And no one would own up to it. I was like, "Guess what? Next time I see this happen, everyone on the shift is getting wrote up." And they're like, "What?" I was like, "I don't care who did it." Yeah. Every single one of you gets a write-up the next time I see this happen. And it never it. happened yeah. again. You know why? Because fucking people policed their fucking buddies. Because they knew if they saw them do something like that, they were going to get a write-up. And they yeah. didn't do it. Because no one went up to it. No one wanted to be a snitch mm-hmm. for whatever fucking reason. You know, I was just I was like, okay, fine. Nobody wants to do it. I'm just going to assume you what all did it. Yeah. And it's a group yeah, effort. effort. You're all just fucking with me. <laughs> so, And it never happened <laughs> which, again. Which actually... I've done before. I've worked in a kitchen with you before, and I've made sure that there was things like, because all right, brown, sh- like like leaving fucking brown sugar open. <laughs> this, me and, me and Lou have been uh, have been buds for a while. If you can't fucking tell, but we we've also worked together a few times. And one of my favorite times, one of my favorite things was just uh, getting people to fuck with Lou. <laughs> Still to this day, like then I have I had one of my. You didn't even work with me at this point. You just came up to like. You just came up to drink and have a good time. It was, it was my birthday uh, a year ago. Last year, I think it was my birthday. And you have a carrot on the side of your face. For those who don't know, we use a carrot teardrop <laughs> <laughs> on his left side. And the whole night, it was the first time I'd seen him since he'd got it. So, like, I was just like, good horse. You got good horse. Good horse got the carrot. Just kind of <laughs> like that, just for no fucking reason, just because it's funny. But I had one of my cooks at the time follow him into the bathroom while you were pissing at the urinal and pat the side of his face while recording it. You're a good host. I grabbed him. He got the carrot. I grabbed him. I was like, what the... the?" (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the funniest fucking things I've seen. It's like... Well, the thing is, like, I knew who he was. Like, he had been sitting at the table. So, like, when I saw his face, I was like, okay, this is like, I'm not probably going to punch a student. You're like, oh, all right. (laughs) But, like, I grabbed him and was like... <laughs> a random guy walking up to you in the bathroom going, "You're a good horse." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so no. Like used to, uh, like I have like a couple things that really, really get me going in the kitchen, mm-hmm. 
empty boxes uh, oh, dude, left that, that, left left in like a cooler freezer. When you walk into a fucking walk-in, um, there's like nine empty boxes that yeah. people just toss brown sugar ground. being left open. Oh, that's like hey, could the, you just put some marshmallows in it? That's the oh, number one. That's the ass. number one thing for me is just is it properly brown sugar. I'd say brown sugar and knives <laughs> being in unsafe places are probably my n- number one and two things. Uh, for those that don't know, brown sugar. Uh, solidifies because it's got molasses. molasses. It reacts with the air. It solidifies. Um, it has no antioxidants. So when I worked in a, I worked at a butcher shop when I was in high school for a while, and I worked at when I got to the army too. I got a job there uh, when I came back um, off active duty because I just like needed a job. And like, oh, we're hiring. I was like, dope. I'll fucking do this. Yeah. And um, we used to make these huge batches of cure for like uh, smoking meats, like. Um, or, whatever so we'd put brown sugar in them and we used to have these five gallon buckets of brown sugar and someone would occasionally not close the brown sugar bucket yeah and so you'd have to sit there with an ice pick and a hammer just plopping fucking brown sugar off to get it off so you could make your cure was it was it a, oh, never mind i'm not gonna ask questions i don't know it was, speci- a, dumb, it was a dumb question yeah. On my half. yeah so as i started transitioning into like kitchens I would get really peeved when I'd see people fucking leaving brown sugar open because, yeah. like, like it's, it's just such a simple, <laughs> like, you open a fucking bag, you open a container, seal the fucking container. Yeah, so these fuckers really would, hard. specifically him, would just leave. I didn't do it. You would do it occasionally. It was occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, no, you were doing it as a joke. This dude was doing it on purpose. Oh, no, no, yes. I would do it like, so I wouldn't do it overnight or prolonged periods of time. I would literally do it in front of you or like right before you would have yeah, to grab it. Yeah, because it didn't so, matter. If I saw an open bag, I'd, yeah. I'd the same reaction either exactly. way. So they would just leave an open bag of brown sugar just so that I would flip the fuck out and throw it at somebody's face. <laughs> but then there was the guy we worked with who would actually do it. Yeah. Because at the end of the night, he would go to make just like a bourbon glaze or something. drill it into his, in oh, his brain God. enough. And, like, the worst part was, like, he wouldn't just leave the bag open. He would, like, he would, we would have the bag folded, rolled up, wrapped in saran wrap, inside of a four-quart container with a lid. That's how bad it got. We had to do that just to make sure, like, hey, drill it into somebody's head, like, hey, dumbass, close this, please. And still, it would be... The corner of the container's not closed. An open bag of fucking brown. Sugar. I just, I just, like, I just don't get it. Like, just fucking seal the bag. Yeah, you know? it's not there. It's literally like I laugh every time I work in a kitchen and somebody just leaves brown sugar open. I just go, <laughs> and then I close it. I'm like, hey, make sure this is closed, guys. Uh, I, I did not Get all Louis on. I, I was helping my <laughs> sister move. It's like helping her pack her uh, apartment up or put it in her trailer. Yeah. And I opened up her kitchen cupboard and there's a what? Do, what do I see? A bag of open brown sugar. I was like, oh you're, my God. You're like, you're I, was like, piece of <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with you? You're a horrible human being. How dare you? Like, oh, this is nice. Oh my God. I, I, I don't understand it. So, uh, all right. We went off for a minute. Yeah. I want to get back to the original avocado cut thing because you reminded me of my mom used to tell me back in the day, she would get so upset. Like when I would, when I would cut a bagel. And I would, like, do it in my hand for half of it. Then I would switch grip and then cut the rest of it. She'd always get so mad. She'd be like, you know how many cases I see during the weekend of people stabbing their hands because they're trying to cut a bagel? Mm -hmm. And she was like, it's literally the number one weekend morning injury. Like, if between, like, what is it? Between, like, 9 a.m. No, 5 a.m. to, like, 11. 
the majority of the trauma they see is somebody stabbing their hand with a knife trying to cut a bagel open on weekends. And I oh, that has always stuck in my head how, like, it, I never got it. I never understood because it's really as simple as taking a bagel, going one, two, three, four. That's it. Like, you just, go, or, you just don't or, go. Or, you know, you – I mean, I guess people don't know how to do – I mean, so – Yeah. Even – but, like – I've, I like I so there's never there's did two ways to there's two, when you when you like slice something or trim something so, so there's two different two different techniques yeah. to do that so when you're trimming meat you always have your your knife at a slightly upward angle mm-hmm. to minimize waste and then when you're slicing you always keep it either slightly down or at a uh, level playing field but you never ever angle your knife up because that's how you end up no, slicing your palm for those who don't know so first off what I was demonstrating a second ago for my how I cut a bagel is I hold it up in the air like a child who just got his first Chuck E. Cheese token, mm-hmm. like straight up and down. And I would hold it towards my hand. I would do one slice in until you got to the middle part that's cut. And then I would hold the top and slice it down just so you're not finishing through. The cats are fighting. Great. Just so you're not slicing down through. We could uh, we could monetize this, actually. <laughs> Cat fights. Cat fight. <laughs> Uh, Gilbert versus Franklin. <laughs> but, uh, so that's how I would do it is like, you know, towards my palm, like an idiot, but I have been using knives for a decent, this is still no excuse. Even if you've been using a chainsaw for 90 years, don't pull it towards your face. Don't pull, don't cut up with a chainsaw. It's just a very bad thing to do. But, uh, Jesus. Gonna wait cats for a cat are, fight. Cats are fucking getting at it. <laughs> They're going for it. Um, there's three cats that live here. Yeah, there are. Yeah. There's three. There's Gilbert, Frank, Gilbert, and Mew. Mew. Yeah. She's only out. Yeah. Sorry, the fucking cats just triggered yeah. my ADHD so hard. <laughs> now I can't even remember what we were just talking it's about. What about avocado fans and bagels? Uh, <laughs> avocado fans, bagels. Me cutting a bagel, dumb. Um, trauma. What a shithead. Okay. Well, now that the fucking cats are done. What I was trying to say, basically, um, don't cut your bagels like I do, but uh, how he kind of went into it, your knife is always going to swim, no matter what. Uh, Even if you have the best knife control in the world, if you're pulling through meat or anything that is requires some sort of resistance, your knife's going to swim. And that's just the long way to it, pretty much. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, so, like, we definitely just went off on a, <laughs> on a no music. Well, yeah, it's because the two things we really know the best are cooking and music. So yeah. Eventually, it's going to fucking happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the cook. The, the, the cook. The cook. The yeah, cook. do the cooking by the book. Yeah, so um, we – I don't know if we told everybody what albums we were listening to because we got thrown we into the did, mix. but this was – I don't think we did. Yeah, we did. We said it at the end of – the episode before three one three. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so uh anyway, we checked out uh I checked out specifically uh the allegory by Royce to five nine. Oh, and yeah. he checked out uh a memoir of free will uh by Croesus. Um so I'm gonna like just kinda dig in to like uh Royce to five nine. So for those yeah. that don't know, Royce to five nine, he is uh he's a rapper from Detroit. So First off, before you get into this, I just got to say this is the second of the this is the second album I've given you that has been nominated for a Grammy. 
for best hip hop album. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I must, have, I must have missed that on my... Uh, and the allegory. It was. I must have missed yeah. that on my uh, my research there. Because was it... What, no, it was just recently nominated. Mm-hmm. That's... A, well, no, that was... That no, was, the, Alfredo was nominated last year, I think, wasn't it? Nope. They were... They're both on the same docket for... Winning. Are they? Yeah. That's oh. how I found out about it, because I saw Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist post about... Because I fucking love Alfredo. I saw them post about, like, hey, these are the... The five bands that have been nominated, I think it was five. Yeah, like it was J Electronica, Nas, Royce to Five Nine, Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist, and there's one more. Well, who do you who do you think's gonna win? I haven't listened to them all. My next, so I listened to Alfredo, and then Alfredo was the one I'd listened to. And when I saw, yeah, it, I was like, like so not not just Royce. like what you want to win. Who do you think is gonna win? I don't know. I haven't listened to them all. I okay. can't give it. I think so. so I've listened to now Nas. Uh, you've lis- oh, you've listened to the new Nas album? Yeah. I haven't touched it. I don't it's know. Awesome. What it is. That's the one I'm getting into. Next Amazing. I want to listen to next. So, I've checked out new Nas. Now I've listened to Alfredo and the Allegory. Um, I mean, I'm kind of biased. Uh, Nas is one of my top ten rapper That's favorite rappers of all time. Problem. Uh, but like we're gonna Nas. dig in. We're gonna dig into the Allegory right now because yeah. like. Think, it's almost unfair uh, what goes on with this album comparatively to um, those other albums, like lyrically and musically. Stuck out to me so hard about this album, uh, but it doesn't have the reach um, and popularity as those other albums. But you were saying, are so, you from Detroit or whatever? Yeah, so not uh, Nas. Nas is not from Detroit. Nas. <laughs> yeah, so Nas. Royce Five Nine. He's from Detroit. Uh, for those that have not heard of him, um, so. Uh, he was he did some rap duo shit with Eminem, uh, Bad Meets Evil, um, was a rap group, and then he also worked with DJ Premier in Prime, and also in Slaughterhouse with Joe Budden, Joel Ortiz, and uh, King Crooked. Yeah. Budden, so, I, I actually love Joe Budden. Joe Budden, see. Joe Budden. I enjoy Joe Budden as a. Joe uh, Budden is like he's one of those guys that you like. If the first time you see Joe Budden, you're like, this guy's a fucking asshole. Did and you? Then the more you watch Joe Budden, you're like. All right. Did you listen to um the Drake disc that he did? It's actually really good, except for the fact that he doesn't name drop him at all. I can't say uh, that I've actually listened to Joe Budden at all. Okay, all right, yeah. So it's the disc is good. Uh, I just don't really like hop on disc tracks that you don't name drop people for some reason. It just doesn't feel authentic enough to me where you can't just physically yeah. say their name. I, I don't mind necessarily sneak disses, but when you make a whole like diss track about somebody, I feel like you should at least say their name. Literally. Just, um, uh, but I, anyway, I like. I think it's called. Uh, it's either wake or wake up or something like either that. Way, it's fucking Joe Budden. He's yeah, probably it's, it's at some good. point been like, "Yo, this is about Drake." They have a a, a soundbite from uh, Eastbound and Down in there. Really? Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Love that show. Shout out yeah. to Eastbound and Down. Yeah. My cousin out. actually uh, always tells me that I remind her of Danny McBride's character. No, not my. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> If only, uh, if only I had regular contact with that person. Um, no, my 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 one cousin lives in Tennessee. She always tells me that I remind her of Danny McBride's character on Eastbound and Down. Really? Yeah. Uh, she 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 she'd always be like she'd always be like, you ever seen Eastbound and Down? And I hadn't. I'd be like, no. I'm like, you remind me of that guy. I was like, yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I've seen it now, but like at the time when she was telling me. But anyway, so like yeah, he also um he used to do ghostwriting uh for Puff Daddy. 
and Dr. Dre as well. Royce the five nine. Yeah, you didn't know that. No yeah. shit. Well, you dude. didn't know that he got was he signed? I think he was signed to or he turned down. No, he turned down a uh, record deal, um, with Aftermath for Tommy Boy Records. Um, oh shit. So he got offered two hundred fifty thousand dollars with unlimited beats from Dr. Dre, and he turned it down to take a one million dollar deal. Um, so, um, and I think I was reading at one point cause I did, you know, I, I, I've listened to race to five, nine quite a bit, um, in my day. I don't want to know. That's kind of a weird thing to say, Yeah. but I hadn't listened to the allegory yet. And I, I, I knew, I knew race to five, nine. I had researched him a decent bit, but I hadn't really dug in. I dug into him a lot when I was listening to this album, trying to get a better understanding of this guy and what he did. Now, yeah. is my research, like, can, I, I don't have, like, I mean, I'm not I, Nardwar level. Yeah, I'm not Nardwar, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, this is just me just kind of combing the internet and seeing what I could find. So, yeah. from what I could find, uh, yeah, he turned out a deal uh, for $250,000 and unlimited beats with Dr. Dre um, and took a deal with Tommy Boy Records. Um, but, yeah, so moving along. Uh, this album, uh, it's called The Allegory. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. If you haven't listened to Royce to Five Nine, he is one of the. He's like a he's a for la, he's a wordsmith. So yeah. his lyrics are just insane. He just makes you go on a journey through each uh, each story song, time. each story. Yeah, he tells a story. Um, you go on a journey if you listen to it. You listen. Uh, It's it's honestly just insane just listening to what he can do just with words mm. in a song. Um, also, one thing about this album is he did all the pro- the production himself, if not really? all of it, a majority yeah, of it. Majority yeah. Of- uh, I found conflicting. It's mostly everything I found was mostly him saying he did it himself. Um, but there were a couple other things that I when I was reading that he did most of it or whatever. Yeah. Um, so kind of like digging into it, like there are some songs that really stuck out to me. Um, I don't age, uh, pendulum, uh, on the block, thou shell. And these are actually kind of like, there's 22 tracks on this thing. It's a so, like, album, yeah. Uh, and then, oh man. Um, so I'm looking dope right man, here. dope man. Really? I loved, dope man's a fucking and I don't know. I had, oh, I have it. I have it down here. Yeah. So dope man samples from Marvin Gaye. Uh, Cool G and the Gang, and NWA. So it takes the Dope Man sample from NWA. Yeah, the whole um, and then the beginning of it, I believe, is... Which, sorry to cut you off. Dope Man was honestly one of my top five NWA songs. It's a good song. It's like, it, yeah. it's like it's a good song. Like, like, I don't think it's one of their, like best it's a it's a, it's a good song it's hype as fuck yeah bro. so he samples the part where he goes dope man can i get another hit dope yeah. man can i get another hit which is probably i'm not doing it right in my head um you did it, you but did like it. in the beginning it, it actually i think it has cedric the entertainer on it too uh so it sounds like a like a radio host mm-hmm. in the beginning um and cedric the entertainer is the voice of that radio host in the beginning which is really cool um it just kind of starts off as like the seventies movie intro sounding or a radio announcer and then flows into this kind of It is Cedric the Entertainer. It's just like 
kind of chill like summer thing and then it goes into um cool g and the kang which is that summer madness that I, I can't do it that really like that let low like, like that lo-fi like the, yeah. the high beat um uh and then it moves into that harder uh sounding thing with that sample from nwa into uh royce rapping and actually a lot of the songs on this album it, it starts off with a story or parts of uh or somebody else doing something or an interlude almost uh and then yeah. royce and then royce kind of taking in uh or taking over and then telling his side of the like story late 90s early 2000s type of skit like they had these skits in between like, yeah and but uh, there's there, i don't think there's one song that's actually a skit i think he kind of uses it for the outro and intro to a track well no so they have ice cream man uh which i don't believe if i remember correctly isn't a whole song and ice cream man so ice cream man is about um let me just i it's really good so ice cream man so ice cream man so for those that don't know uh that song has like super the ice so the song that the ice cream man plays uh that has super like super racist song uh so it's actually called the song the song is actually called n-word love a watermelon ha 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 um so it starts off with um a mom and a son talking and then they're at the ice cream truck and the ice cream man's there and she tells the um ice cream man or she asks the ice cream man or says to the ice cream man that i he probably doesn't even know where that song comes from when he's driving around in a black neighborhood with it playing yeah uh and then she describes the song's history which is um oh, it's literally called n-word love a watermelon it's by harry brown um a piece of shit yeah harry c brown uh, I believe it is, and I think it was in 1916 or something like that. You know what's fucked <laughs> is yeah. I actually uh, before I knew about this, like the whole terrible part about the yeah. I, I honestly I didn't know about it until I think it was like probably five years ago. I used to so I uh, me and my mom and my dad used to go to California, and like my aunt lives out there, so we'd go to California and we'd spend like a, a month out there or a week out there or whatever. And I always wondered as a child why their ice cream song was different. Because it's like, it's literally like, get some ice cream or something like that. Then it goes, dip, 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 dip. yay. And it's this weird, like, ice cream song. But I'm like, why is that? That's a weird. Why isn't it the regular ice cream song? Like, God, whatever, never really thought of it. And then when I eventually learned of the terrible basis of the modern day ice cream song that we just happened to fucking still let play. I was like, oh, that's just, they've just realized that that's a shitty fucking thing to play. They probably shouldn't do it anymore. And I, it actually, like, it, like thinking back on it actually kind of makes me happier about it because thinking of when I was seven or eight and them not playing that song, maybe, uh, maybe there's a lot more places that don't play it anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I still hear it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um. I mean, personally, for me, um, I don't know if this is my favorite Royce album, but I think after digging into it, the amount that I dug into, like reading all the lyrics, mm -hmm. listening to all the songs, I think it's his, probably his best album, um, and it just solidifies him as an absolutely uh, top, top Ooh. of the game, top of the game, top of the game lyricist. I think one of my, um, one of the, 
one of the, my favorite lyrics, and I God, I can't even remember where what what song it's in. He goes, "I was destined to be more than an apple laying next to a tree." And for me, it's you know, I wish I I didn't write it down. Uh, it might be it might be Miss Grace, Mister Grace. I don't remember if there's if that's a just uh, an intro with a song to it or not. Um, but it's I was destined to be more than an apple laying next to a tree, and it's like a song about the struggles of growing up as a black person in America. And it's almost like acapella points, I feel like. But there's, yeah. I don't even think it, at one point, I don't believe there's a beat in it at all. Um, and actually, you know what's crazy? That Ice Cream Man sort of actually, I forgot the beginning of it. The, so the Ice Cream Man, it talks off, uh, I think the boy says, what is, he, what is an allegory? And oh, yeah. uh, the mom tells, tells him what an allegory is. So an allegory is um, a story, a poem. Uh, it's something that has a symbol to it. Um, uh, it's so the allegory is basically uh, Royce to five nine telling his story and giving his poetry. And at times, it, it almost feels like poetry when he's. It really does. Yeah, it's just he is like how you put it. Wordsmith is honestly the best way to put it, in my opinion. Oh my god, I forgot. He <laughs> drops a fucking line, and I don't age. And for me, I think this is like almost him saying. That he's just at the top of his game and he's this fucking old now. I mean, what is he now? He's got to be forty nine. He's in his late forties. He's got to be. I'm sorry, forty three. I'm yeah, I'm sorry, Royce to five nine. Please don't hate me. Um, not that you're gonna hear this, but whatever. If you do, yeah. Um, but it's almost like him saying he's at the top of his game and he drops his line. They say you are what you eat, but I don't eat goat. <laughs> I, was just, I heard that and I was like, what the You're fuck? Like, oh, no, fuck you yeah. didn't. No, oh you didn't. Oh my god. This whole album just feels like a preacher giving a sermon. This is sermon. the second a preacher giving a sermon to me. Oh. Almost. It's like this album is like literally just listening to someone just religion. Not even necessarily just just but, like the in the, the non soul. Yeah, the non-religious religion. equivalent to that. I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and say I'm not religious, and that's fine. Oh, I'm not, but I also don't, you know, I don't slam anybody that is religious. Like, no. you do your own thing. I don't give a fuck what you do. It's not not for me. So It's not but, my, it, that, that's the thing, is like, it's not my place to tell you you're fucking wrong. No, no, I just, it's not for me. Um, he disses Yellow Wolf in this, and I don't know specifically, uh, I looked into this a little bit, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was what something. Oh, man, I'd have to, I'd have to look into that. But I, I think he just says something along the lines. It's like a little thing, and then he says something along the lines of, like, Yellow Wolf, like, you know, it was wrong or some shit. And from what I can infer from those statements about whatever uh, he said was that Yellow Wolf said something he probably wasn't supposed to say. Well um, and then he also disses Trump, which, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, like, oh, diss Trump. You know, for me, that just is kind of played out. Um and whatever. He said what he said. I'm not, like, digging anybody for it, but, like, everybody did it. Everybody's done it. So, for me, that's not really anything special. Um, but whatever. Um, and then oh. he's got the 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 two, uh, the intro and the interlude, Mr. Grace and Mrs. Grace. So, it's Mr. Grace where he's talking to his son. Yeah. And Mrs. Grace, it's the same thing, but it's with daughter. It's a little bit different. Uh, it's like a, st- a son or the father going over these life lessons and I think, what does he say? Um, it, it's, sorry, uh, but it's like kind of in, from what I remember about the intro to this, it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like a, like a son going over 
like street rules on how to survive yeah in this terrible what he says says like one thing um yeah, I'll look, I'll, I don't know. If no, he says, uh, it's like to to his daughter, and then she goes, "What would you do if I died today?" Um, she goes, "Pick up where you left off and take care of my my siblings." Yeah, like um, what is it? Uh, what is America built off? Violence and entrepreneurship. Yeah, and then there's that, you know, he and with Miss Grace, he goes over what kind of round is in your hand, what kind of gun do you have, uh, or what kind of round are you in your hand now? What kind of round is your hand now? What kind of round is your hand? And she goes off. And I think my favorite thing about this, he goes, you have a friend, bunch of friends who don't do shit. Are they an asset? And he goes, or a liability. And that's, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. And she goes, a liability. So it's, um, and then <laughs> he goes, daddy taught you they are a goddess. You can never be anybody's what, bitch or hoe. So, like, it's just like all these little short life lessons. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Miss, Mr. Grace. All these little short life lessons. Uh, and oh, I freaking forgot. He it, said something. What did he say? He said, he said like- nobody's coming to save or who coming to save you. And she goes, nobody, I have to save myself. Like, it's just these short little fucking it's, life lessons, these super important things along the way. It's kind of like, though, like. Asked her who Huey P. Newton fuck. was. Well, that's what's like, it, it fucked, in my opinion. And Huey P. Newton is, is uh, one of the founders of the Black Panther Party. Yeah. For those that don't know. But um, what really kind of, like, separates this from, like, this. This really shows, like, the differential between our classes and how fucked that is. Is because, like, this is important knowledge for somebody that is living in such a dilapidated environment and system that has failed them so compared to somebody who's just raised in this life and goes on and thinks that land of the free, land of the great, and doesn't realize how fucked life can be and how hard life could be if you were just your you know your melanin was fucked you know not fucked that's a bad term for it but your melanin was like you're darker you know what i i forgot about too is he disses himself in this album really yeah he has a song called rhinestone do-rag so i was looking at that i had the uh so I had the track if list you up, don't know I well, I why why that is though. A diss to him, not really a diss, but more like a like a making fun of himself. And when he dropped his first album, yeah, in like 2011, I think it was. No, it was like 2003, 2002. Okay, oh, so it wasn't a, it wasn't. It was a, like debut. It's called Rock City. Rock City. That was so it was, it's a, it's a tribute to Detroit being. Sorry, I was looking at his. Uh, Detroit being the Rock yeah, City, Detroit. Yeah. Detroit Rock City. He wore a rhinestone do rag on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's just like him, like just kind of poking fun of himself. That's hilarious. I don't know. For me, I know I, I don't really know if like we're necessarily gonna make giving albums uh, out of ten rating uh, for sure yet. I, um, doing it just but so I would I would give this a solid eight eight or eight eight point five out of ten for me. I um like the same place. yeah um I loved listening to it. I could listen to it all the time. I don't think I. It's got 22 tracks, so it's it's definitely a lot to listen to. On uh, for me, for me, I don't like you know how I am. Like I like listening to hip hop, like listen to other, but like I have to mix in other things when I'm listening. For, so yeah. listening to a 22 track album nonstop for me for is pretty lack hard. Of a better term, it became a daily listener because I'll least I'll listen to at least. One I mean, I listen to Thou Shell, uh, Dope Man, and On the Block probably uh, at least every other day. It's uh, like it's right now. one of these songs because I I. 
This song, I found out about it because uh, it's up for, you know, Grammy Award for Best Rap Album. Not Hip Hop Album, Best Rap Album. And uh, for a Grammy this year. And Alfredo was one of those albums. And I was like, dope. Like, Alfredo's on it. And then I saw this, and I was like, oh, Royce to 5'9". I haven't heard that name in a while. So I immediately went and bought it on iTunes. Like, immediately went out. I was like, I need to check out this album. I like Royce. I like what he's done. So I bought the album, and I I think it was this Gundam, this red Gundam back here. I literally put it on while I was building that Gundam and, like, just listened to it through and through. And I was like, dude, this is an album I have to tell everybody about. Like, this is – that's how it felt to me is when I finished that album, I was like, this is something I have to tell yeah, people about. Honestly – Like, it's not something you sleep on. It's not like an album you listen to and you're like, all right. So that's how it easily – like, when I shuffle my music, I favored it, I think – Oh, I, I, I think I mean you know me. I don't I don't use I don't use Spotify except for for the podcast. Yeah, exactly. I I, I really don't. I'm a. It's it's actually kind of kind of fucked up. So I I specifically just started. I just started using Spotify, mm-hmm. and I only use it for the podcast to uh, spread word of of to share to social media of other other yeah. musicians, new artists, for other people to see and hopefully get into. Because that's like a huge thing for me is sharing music for other people to find out about like then that's honestly like i hate to sound like like i don't want to sound cocky but that's like that's, but that's like what i'm known for like mm-hmm. i'm known for showing people music and whether it be mostly hardcore music whatever it is yeah. i'm i'm known for putting not actually i don't want to say finding new music but like yeah. getting people into to artists that they don't know about that's like i think yeah. i have i think i have like three or four different groups on snapchat yeah. or like text yeah. or whatever messenger that I literally just not even messing around. I don't even use Facebook. Yeah. But it's something that I like. It's things that I like. They're like, hey, if you have any new music, share it here. And it's people that I'll always like. If I find a new, if I find yeah. a new album or a new track or a new band, that I'm like, this, check these out. These guys are fucking sick. I'll immediately send it to these groups. Yeah. Like, check here. Always like. I think it was uh, fuck. What's that song that came? Uh, that same. We were listening to it right when we were setting up. Strangle. No, not strangled. Strangled though, it's definitely that's definitely one I've sent. Strangled. Real quick. Yeah. Yet again, don't want to do shout outs too much, but Oh fucking Strangled. Please. Fucking I don't even Deathcore, death metal. I don't know what they are. Doesn't slam. I don't know. They're metal. Strangled. They're uh metal. check like them the fuck shit. out. Seriously. Holy if you like heavy music and you have not listened to Strangled yet. What's that fucking song? Uh Sleep. Oh Poof. my god. God, that is, yeah, it's just so good. I, I think I've been, I've played it probably ten times a day right now. It's it easily, easily. And it's like, I won't complain. No, it's so good. Every time they, yeah. Oh, just if you don't know about Strangled and you like heavy music or you just want to check it out, check it out. Just go to Torah, Torah, Torah. I don't know. We just started getting into Strangled a little bit ago, so like we're not Strangled experts. But let me tell you what, we're big onto it though. But I'm gonna back it up because I want to kind of wrap up um, this Royce thing. Um, like I said, I, I mean, I have so I use Spotify for that, and I have probably four or five songs liked, which I use for my daily uh, when I'm going to Spotify on his shit. Uh, I like it; I like it's great. But the last thing I really want to say about this album is it's absolutely amazing. Um, I would love to see it win, uh, best gram, best hip, best Grammy, win best, best Grammy, uh, best hip hop album. Uh, do right. I think 
best rap album, whatever. Yeah. Um, do I think it's going to? Probably not. Uh, I don't think that – I would hope so. I don't think Royce has the notoriety that uh, the other people on that bill. No. Um, that being said, he absolutely has the talent. Uh, this, this album cemented him as one of the greatest lyricists of all time. This is the second Grammy he was nominated for. Though. Yeah, this this 100% cemented him as one of the greatest lyricists of all time. He did the production on it. It's absolutely amazing. He uses uh, heavy beats, uh, or chunky beats, I should say. Chunky. Like, chunky. Real chunky beats. Just uh, or chunky cool samples. Chunky samples uh, and loops. Uh, it's just really good. Um, and at times, it almost, like, his delivery almost evokes... <laughs> Ghostface Killer, if you want to like think about, if you're trying to think of, not that not that he sounds like Ghostface Killer, not that he no. is emulating, but if you're trying to think of, if you haven't heard of Royce to Five Nine, you're trying to think of a hip hop artist that maybe, uh, it it's just hard. his delivery and his sound almost evokes that that of Ghostface it's Killer. It's funny that you say that yeah. because today, Ooh. literally, somebody today I was talking to uh two of the guys I work with, which is. But no, no. But I was talking to two of the guys I work with, and I, uh, they, uh, so it's it's funny. Today they were like, one of the guys was like, "Come on, Nick knows this song, and you don't," because they see the they see my like holes in my ears. They immediately think all I listen to is heavy metal and shit. Mm -hmm. And then like, I was like, "What, what do you mean?" Uh, like I literally was like, "What do you mean by that? Why are you classing me in that shit?" You know, trying to give them bullshit. Did you know the song? Yeah, I was oh. the only person in the fuck on the line to do the song. Like Nick knows it, you guys don't know this. Like, what is that? And I was like, like, well, I just listen to a lot of rap. Actually, I really like rap. And like, so I went to that, and then I was like, oh yeah, blah blah blah. And we started talking about it. I was like, yeah. And then I brought up this album, uh, the allegory. And the one guy's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, been, uh, he's like, it's been on my al it's been on one of my albums to listen to for a long time. I just never uh. I just haven't really pulled the trigger and go. I was like, just do it. When you leave here, just put it on and listen to it till you get home. And I guarantee you're just not going to stop listening to it. You're going to get to the point when you get out of your car that you're just going to go back inside and smoke weed, play video games, and listen to the rest of this album because I know that's all you're going to do. And sure as shit, I, he texted me and he was like, oh, it's what I did. But the other guy that was there uh, who was also like, oh, yeah, you know, you know this? And I was like, yeah. What, what, was, it, what him, was the song? Uh, it was some shitty fucking uh, Jay Z. Uh, it's the one that has that sample from uh, not semi pro. Blaze of Glory. I don't like Jay Z, so. No, yeah, but it has that sample from. You've heard the song. It has that sample from Blades of Glory, like. Uh, I mean, Jay Z. Nobody trash. knows what it means, but it's provocative. It mm, gets the people yeah. going. I don't know. I don't know if I have. Ball I, so I hard, motherfuckers. Fun Oh, is so it that song? Fuck is trying to find me. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, right? yeah. It was that. That's what I think about. And I was the only person on the line. That's a pretty common song. Yeah, like, nobody uh, else knew it. And they're like, Nick, whatever. You know. I mean, you don't, you don't know it. You don't know it. Yeah. It is what it so is. So I, I was uh, trying to dis uh, I said something about the allegory. I was like, yeah, check out the allegory. And uh, I said, Alfredo and the allegory. Those are my two favorite albums I've listened to so far. Fucking cats. But uh, they're on some shit tonight. They really are. The ones under the fucking couch. Yeah. But, uh, so they were like, Royce to 5'9", I've never heard him. I was like, what do you I mean? Had that, I had that happen at, I was like, in my work. They're like, they're like these these guys, you know, saying, yeah, listen to hip hop. I've they never don't. heard it. And I was like, and they, so that's you, fine. If like, you don't, on me about I'm not going to judge people for yeah. not knowing something. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to show you. Like, I'm going to just show you this. Like, just, it, you don't know it. It's fine. No, We're going to learn. In my opinion, it's just like, wait, wait. You're on me about, about not knowing. You're thinking that I don't know hip hop. 
and you're trying to boss up about like being like, oh, even Nick knows it, and you don't. You're you're trying to play this hard card about being hip hop, mm-hmm. like knowing a lot of hip hop, and you don't know Royce. I was like, I was like, well, you got to check him out. I didn't shame him. I wasn't like, you idiot. How dare you? I wasn't trying to be Dexter to Dee Dee in fucking Dexter's lab. I was like, yo, I'm like, check him out. He's like, well, what's he sound like? And I was like, he sounds like Royce to Five Nine. Like he, in, it was so hard to describe Royce because he's, he's his own. He literally yeah. like I listened to him and it's like I that's I was I think I was talking to this the other day. I was saying something about this the other day. If I, if I hear an artist. And I don't immediately think these guys sound like these guys. I'm in love because, it, in my opinion, it shows just originality. Yeah, like a hundred percent originality, and not even like I mean, not saying it's bad if you remind me of another artist. Not at all. Some of my favorite artists, I've been like, oh, this is kind of comforting, or not comforting, like comfortable because I've heard another artist that kind of sounds like this, but you guys are displaying it in your own way and doing right. it well. But uh, that's that's where I was touching on that is yeah. how actually hard it is to pin him with another artist. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not comparing him to Ghostface Killer. No, I no, just no, think no, that you're saying it. it evokes yeah, uh, ghost, you know, his delivery. It just, it's like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, and that's, that's not, you know, it's not like I'm like, Oh yeah, this definitely resound, sounds like oh, this is just a Ghostface ripoff. Yeah. yeah no, 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 no. That's definitely, all. I think we all follow you hard. It just so I mean, evoke. It makes you just recall, you know. Yeah, something. no, no. It's bringing or recalling it. So, like when I listen to him, it's like the delivery of his rhymes, the delivery of his music yeah. reminds me of a slight. Well, it just, I just even, when I when I, it, and that's just me. That's just what I thought of, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that I mean, it's that. But not trying to, not trying to like follow the thing you're literally saying no about. Is he literally is in a rap supergroup called Slaughterhouse? Yeah, which sounds like a Ghostface killer shit. <laughs> yeah, but isn't Ghostface but... from fucking Detroit too? No. Where is he? Oh, no, I can't fucking remember. No. I mean, probably New York. Uh, I oh yeah, you're right. Never mind. I'm fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, probably, I'm an probably, idiot. Probably New York. <laughs> yeah. Don't. I'm gonna cut that. No, I'm not gonna cut that. No, it just makes me seem like an idiot. <laughs> it's okay. Idiot. Yeah. But anyway, man. Um, I don't yeah. know. Just kind of close that up. Uh, so the allegory Royce to five nine. Listen to it if you haven't. Check it. Like for real, eight and a half out of ten for me. Uh, cemented himself as again as one of the greatest lyricists of all time. He really is though. Um, and you know, just just listen. It's 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 just like poetry. It's literally like poetry. It's it's it just brings so many things to light. It brings so many topics in it. Listen to it, read the lyrics at the same time. I, I do that. Uh, yeah, but so you. I checked out Krosis' album, the or A Memoir of Free Will, which unfortunately I didn't take fucking notes on. I feel like an idiot. So you pulled uh, the what I did with Freddie Gibbs yeah, the last time. I feel You're like a bad boy. Such a piece of shit because I actually fucking love this album. Such a fucking it's good album. Unbelievably good. <coughs> holy, <coughs> holy cow! Oh, <coughs> that's what Jenna James feels like every time she films. Um, 
But <laughs> I checked out a memoir of free will, and I have to say. Hold up. Um, really quick. Yeah. Ghostface Killer's son's name is Sun God. Just just had that pulled up. Uh, I just wanted to. I'm just not going to make fun of that. Yep. Uh, let that one go. Let's sun cut. God. Let's what cut. Do you mean sun let's. God? Like sun God? Like, yeah. S U N G O D. Let's cut that. Like uh, that's really his name? Yeah. Let's cut that. I don't want to uh, cut that. I want to keep that going. I'm on Ghostface's Killer's shits right now. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Nah, we staying on this. Uh, his son's name is Sun Sun God. Okay, hopefully it's S U N G O D. Ghostface Killer's son Sun God raps about his own. Oh, his name is Dennis Ames. Slick shit. All right, cool. His name is Dennis Ames. It's not Sun God. It's just that's his. All right, cool. Cool. His brother Supreme Coles. Supreme Coles, bro. Sun God, though. Oh, man, this fucking website's cancer. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? Sun God looks like Quavo. Sun God looks like a... Uh, is that fucking guy's name? Quavo? I don't know who you're talking about. It's like some Migos. That's that uh band that does the uh, Despacito song, right? Yeah. They do the, Migos? Uh, yeah. They do the one about the... Uh, the Ah, dude, he literally looks like Quavo. Like a hundred percent. That's fucked up. Um, Croesus. I had no idea Ghostface Kill His Son was Quavo. Yes, Croesus. I don't want to pull away from Croesus. I do not want to pull away from how absolutely just fucking amazing Croesus is. Uh, as you said, progressive death is kind of what they're in. Tech death. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to fucking... I'm, you just take the tech death, just call it good. I think it's a good it's good blanket. Like, yeah, it's very progressive. Wild. Such a weird and like I said, we're not gonna we yeah. we're we're gonna we're stick to not it. doing genre picking bullshit. Shit, what you call them? But I don't care. progressive I like is such like a weird term, and it's like anything that like people that has technicality to it just automatically just becomes oh, it's progressive. progressive. So uh, tool, it's progressive. It's literally like yeah, no. Um, the thing that immediately. In, all right, first off, we've touched on this before I get into that. We've touched on it. You like Star Wars. Yeah, we did. Did We did. Yeah, yeah I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. So. This fucking album, literally, like, I'm almost positive, note for note, if not one note off, is episode two fucking melodic. Actually, no, episode one. Episode one, because Qui-Gon Jinn is dead in episode two, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so it's episode one. I don't, I mean, it'd be kind of weird. I don't, I don't think, think they have. Exactly, they can't be. But it's like. Do you think that maybe it just is 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 evoking? Oh, there's that word again. Yeah, the, evoking. Uh, yes, but it's like. Uh, I, I, even if once, they did, I don't think they meant to. Once you said it to me, I, I don't necessarily think that I heard a huge similarity, but it definitely made me think of like. This song could be in Star Wars. Like it, it feels yeah. like they're walking on to fucking Naboo. Yeah. And they're about to go on. So the melodic, like the melodic like war. keyboard like background or back, you it's know. It's just it's seriously yeah. the uh what what do they call it? The uh Oh, I can't think of the word for it. 
ambient. It's the yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 music of Star Wars. Like when they're just walking through Naboo, that's how it feels. Like Qui Gon's about to talk to Obi Wan, and they're walking through, and Jar Jar Binks back there doing some dumb shit with his hands in the air, mm-hmm. doing his racist Southern accent, and wow, it is kind of a racist uh, Southern slave accent, if I'm gonna say. Jesus Christ! But uh, that's how it feels. And there's numerous times through the song where I think that I don't want to say that actually plays into why I like the album so much, but it definitely gives me kind of this. Uh, every time I listen to it, it makes me feel like I should be playing uh, Battlefront 2, the original, and like having a good time while I'm listening to this just super, super technical, melodic mm-hmm. gorgeousness that is an album. Mm-hmm. And Croesus, I think we found out earlier, is actually a uh, dragon mage and a mask from Skyrim. Uh, yeah, it's a dragon, uh, uh, dragon, dragon priest. priest. Dragon, dragon priest. priest, yeah. Dragon, dragon priest. Uh, which, yeah, which, fucking hilarious. Not sure if that's where they got their name from. Well, probably uh, not, but still. But it's, it's still, it's like funny that that I since I started listening to this album. I immediately think like, oh, some nerd shit, and then Croesus is some other nerd shit from Skyrim. Like, yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, this this shit ends up being you know, really good. Uh, the album itself. So this is their second album, I believe. Their this is their second uh, full release album. or second full length. Okay, yeah. This yeah. is their yeah their third. They released one EP, uh, full length in 2018. Well, they released a single in 2016, which I don't think was on anything. It might have been on the full length of 2018. Then they released Duplicity, the single, and then a memoir of Free Will. And then it looks like right after a memoir of Free Will, they released another EP called Mount of Sacrifice Redo, which I think is a couple of songs or a few songs from a memoir of Free Will that they uh, retouched on. Or it's a completely different. I mean, from what I'm looking at, it's a 23 minute EP. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean this this album. If you like heavy music, again, uh, gotta check it out. Uh, it's just Absolutely. so so fucking good at every turn. Um, there are to- there are times. Uh, the only negative the only negative thing I have to say about this album is that there are times where it feels like there, there's just too much going on. And there's too many I things. I see it being convoluted, and just there's like, just too many things trying to happen at one time. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to say, I don't want to say thrown together. That seems like it. Like the these guys worked hard as fuck on this shit. Oh, so yes. I thrown. I, what I'm trying to say is that at times it just feels like there's too much going on, um, and it just, one, uh, it just it just it just it takes away from all these guys are insanely talented at what they do. Oh yeah. So it's- it. At times, it feels like there's too much going on, which is taking away from the actual... I, throughout this entire album, through every listen I did, it never lost my interest. No, I don't no. Think ever, I don't think there was a single point through me listening to it where I just like, I get it, let's move on. Which I find myself doing with a lot of albums. I find myself doing that with a lot of, and I love death metal, but I find this, myself doing that with a lot of death metal. Yeah, I'll just be like, yeah, all right, yeah, I've, I've, I've got the premise of the song. Death or, yeah. or well, death core, yeah, death core specifically. Even now, I mean, it's we've talked about we, we've talked about now that you know, death core was a pretty big, I uh, thing for me 
a while, you know, back in the day, and it just I just have not found the same the same draw to me. Uh, have I had that 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 sound? Yeah, Uh, I think last best deathcore album I heard was uh, the Battle of Yagba or whatever the fuck it was by Infinite Annihilator. Oh, speaking of. Just to get away from Croesus for a second. <laughs> Speaking of fucking Infinite Annihilator, every time uh, I'm at work or any, really almost anywhere, and someone's like, I find, I tell them that I like, I like metal, or they find I like metal, they're like, oh, have you ever heard of Infinite Annihilator? <laughs> every time. You'd and be like, what? No, no. And then when they show it to you, you'd be like, yeah, I, I can't find myself liking this. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, I just yeah. think that people just try to think of the most like absurd. Metal sounding name they could think of, and um, if another definitely has that, yeah. Um, and it's not so that one fucking eh. longest metal band. Name I'm oh, uh, the uh, the X, the X, the X, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The X, yeah, the X, <laughs> their, their band name is the X. Longest metal band name is no, that's not it. Yeah, I, I already found it. Hold up one sec, guys. It's not the Magnificent Brotherhood of Eternal Love. Nope, I got you, dog. Give me one sec. I already found it. Yeah, I'm literally on their page right now. Fuck, I want to figure this out. I got it. Who's going to win? Who's on it first? Oh, I found it. Acidic vaginal liquid explosion generated by mass amounts of filth, fecal, (laughs) fisting, and sadistic, septic, syphilic, sodomy inside the infected maggot-infested womb of a molested nun dying under the roof of a burning church while a priest watches and ejaculates an immense perverse pleasure over his first fresh fetus. Yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. Um, Unfortunately, it's a real band. <laughs> but uh, back to Croesus after this fucking vile, uh, after this vile band. Yes, Croesus. They... They captured my immediate love for, you know, metal. Because one of the one of the first bands that piqued my interest after hearing, you know, metal bands for so long that I was like, okay, I couldn't find it. I, mean, I think I've, I've talked about it before where I was like one of the only people in my grade that I immediately hung out with that listened to metal to where it was like, okay yeah i have this and i have this but it's like i really can't go on and then like i found celtic frost fucking love celtic frost holy shit when they broke up i was like did you see so sad them uh getting mad or something one of the members if not all of them getting mad about metallica doing a a cover at one of their live shows (laughs) how dare they touch our music yes with their stupid with their millionaire fingers Uh, that's what they said like how dare they touch our songs with their millionaire fingers oh i love them so fucking much but uh it was them and then um demor bagir no demor kings of the carnival not kings of the carnival creation what is it uh what's that fucking song that every time we would play it every saturday night you were here? Yeah, we would do squats too. Uh, serpentine offering. Serpentine offering. Dun 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 dun, dun No, Progeny's the Great Apocalypse. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Progeny. The Serpentine offering was the other one that we would get into. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, what was it? Uh, 
fuck. What the so, fuck? So, Gear is a black metal band. Kings of the Carnival Creation. From Norway? It's got to be. It's got to be Norway. I think it's Norway. I'll just fucking Google it. Jesus Christ. Why are we so unprepared for every band we talk about? Well, because I mean we're we're, we're just stupid. we're just rattling off right now. <laughs> so black metal, uh, Norwegian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're a symphonic black metal band that is. It it was one of it was one of the first bands that, besides Cannibal Corpse and Celtic Frost, that really like caught my attention, and I was like, whoa. So it's keyboards, man. Yeah, it's the symphonic melodic just fucking like depth and i think that's kind of captured in this album depth drinking it. depth god damn it you gotta do two because you said it um fuck you but uh <laughs> so for those who haven't been paying attention apparently during the red lord uh episode i say depth a lot which i really do so every time i say it you drink here's to me saying it again play along at home Anywho. But, so i think this album captures a lot of that melodic we're talking about the the, cro- the memoir, a memoir of a free will yeah. yeah yeah but it doesn't feel like they're pushing it too hard because i've heard a lot a lot of uh deathcore albums i'm not I, this isn't this uh, you know i've heard a lot of albums recently i shouldn't just say deathcore i've heard a lot of albums recently that try to capture this original black metal symphonic in this uh melodic tone and it doesn't work it just feels forced and it feels like oh obviously you're pulling this because of another song you listen to but this this feels original and this feels like menacing and just dark and purposeful i think ambient was a really good description of of that i think it was at times, I mean, it definitely. It, trust me, it definitely gets super heavy it's, it's and super deathy. It's defi- but like meant mm, to be there, just those, well thought yeah, out. It just flows so well. Like listening to it. But that's the thing about yeah. ambient music. Like, if you're li- if you're playing Skyrim or Fallout and you don't like, you listen to the back. If you actually pay attention to that background music, the ambient music is better than all of these songs they add in as buffers because these buffer songs are just poppy. But that ambient music is like so well thought out for each area and each feeling. And that's what it is. That it's like very well thought out and meant to be placed in such a way. It's, it is, oh, for lack of a better, for lack of a better term, I've already said it, but purposeful. That's how it feels. Is it feels like this was treated like a newborn child. This was molded and just like, I just feel like there's a care. lot of work put into yeah. this, like a lot of work, like almost years and years yeah. of work. I like. I wish I knew how many. Like, what was the release from their last album? Uh, uh, Solom Sol- Solom Vodum. I sorry if I butcher that. I believe it's called Solom oh, yeah. Vodum. I so two years, even yeah. though like two years is not a. It's not a long time between albums, but, but like a lot of these. So a lot of these guys have music like 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 for instance like we're, like yet again we go back to the Red Alert episode. Where these got like Rory was yeah. had music he'd been running for five years and it like they came came out of nowhere and had it. Can we you know can we touch on his other we're gonna band? we're gonna we're get to yeah, that? No, All you right. know what? Let's just All do right. it. Let's, what what yeah. is it called? So holy you fuck, guys watch if you watched our last episode. Bro. Um if you watched our last episode, um we had 
the Red Lord, wait, no, the, the Red Lord, the guys from Red Lord on. We oh had God, Jake. You are old. Yeah. We had the Red Lords. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had the Red Lords on. Uh, we had uh, Jake and Rory from Red Lord on. Uh, and they actually, uh, if you haven't looked at it, they just dropped their debut EP. Um, yeah. It's out on all streaming platforms now. They did it through Well, at Slim. this point, it'll be. It's already out. Yeah, yeah I'm, what I'm a, saying is like it, when we watch it again, but it'll be a whatever. Week. It's out, yeah. so it's out now. Uh, go check that shit out. It is actually really dope. Dude, it's so uh, <laughs> we so yeah. give it a, give it a gander. In that album artwork, though. Yeah. Uh, Whoa, yeah. That album, like mm, that album art, really pulls me. But it pulls me. So like the bass player uh, Rory, who was who was here. He has another band. He fucking forgot to mention it. He mentioned it for a second. No, he didn't. He didn't mention it on the show at all. No, oh, he didn't. I no, he mentioned it, it after. Was that in between? Oh yeah, no, it was, it was after. after. It was after. Oh, like, oh yeah, my. He's like, fucking forgot to bring this up when you, bro. And so it's like a emo pop. I wouldn't even. I don't it's even. Like, it's not emo. It's not it emo. Reminds me of. It reminds me of Bayside mixed. With it's like we'll just we're just gonna call it pop punk for all lack. It's that's what it, it's yeah yep. It's like a harder bass side. It's post hardcore. Okay, better. Yeah. It's post hardcore. It, Whatever. That's a that's such a good way. to Whatever. It though. It's it's bass side with heavier vocals. Sure. And it's so anyway. So, so Rory is playing bass and Dude, doing vocals, vocals in it, oh. and the band is called Frog Leg. And oh, Whoa. just go to YouTube, Google Frog Leg. What is it? For real. What is For it? Ah, uh, I'll just do it real quick. I my phone is being used Here to record go. so, Frog uh and it's it's actually really fucking good. I was like surprised. I don't want to say surprised Dude. because he is a great musician. Oh, um, he's, that's like we were literally like talking about it. Kind of like I think it was before or after we were like we listened to oh, him. We're like, hello Gilbert. There is a cat here. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know this dude puts out these great fucking death death metal death deathcore songs. Plays bass. Plays drums. And then. Crosses genres and actually puts out like solid ass music. It, like he puts out. Oh, and so so I guess oh, that fuck. they. What was it called? I'd have to you know I'd have to pull up my phone. I know, uh, well, I tell you what, we're just gonna add. We'll add it in. We'll it's, add it in. It'll be. We're gonna the, add it in. It'll so. be in the link. It's. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be. We'll get it figured out. But anyway, so like, he he said they're they're working on new music. They have a new lineup. Um, and it's his other project, and he said that it's his baby, and like he wants it, you know, Dude. to do. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's that, that's honestly fucking solid. Fuck, it was really good. Um, honestly, yeah, I was like, so when you like he, because what he said, he was like, yeah, I kind of have this emo band, and I was like thinking, like, all right, you have this uh, Ohio is for lovers, the used. Type well, I mean, I band. haven't really dug into the lyrics yet, so but, the lyrics could be. Emo no, for all well, I know. No, no. So. The lyrics are definitely emo because there was the one part he was like, uh, I wanted a kiss. You told me there was something in my teeth. And it's definitely he oh, yeah. definitely these emo lyrics, but that like just because there's emo lyrics doesn't mean right. the sound is like it is. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's good. It's it's good. It's good. I really, yeah. actually, really but fucking enjoyed it. We're we're really we're we're breaking away from Croesus like oh, every yeah, right. every Fuck. chance we get. I'm sorry. So Kro- well, that's the thing is like Croesus <laughs> has so many like it's making us want to talk about other things. Yeah, Croesus has it has so many like ties into it. Yeah. Not even ties. It's so just, like, it reminds you of, like oh, just kind of so just kind of kind of talk about Croesus a little bit. So they're signed. They're signed. They're signed to Unique Leader Records. Yeah, I saw that. Um, um, who has like bands like Alter Beast, Brand of Sacrifice. Alter Beast. Um, I saw Alter Beast at 
Cognitive, uh, Disentombed is on there, Discarnate. I think. Uh, Catalepsy is on there, too, if I remember correctly. I think. Uh, I'm just trying to think of bands. Signs of the Swarm? Signs of the Swarm. Signs of the Swarm. Yeah, Carnophag. Um, so I'm just trying to think of bands that I remember. But anyway. Um, I think that's I think that's where I saw Alter Beast so was with if Disentombed. you didn't know this, Uniquely to Records was founded by the guides Corpse. from. No, from Deeds of Flesh. No, yeah, I just saw Corpse. <coughs> Wait, from what? Deeds, Deeds of, of Flesh. flesh. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, there's, they're formed from the guys that are in Deeds of Flesh. No fucking yep. shit. Yep. So, so they founded their own they label. Were, what? And these like, guys are just they adding. 90, they were early '90s. I want to say '94, '94, something it's like that. It. No, 90, 90, 90, Yes. All right, I'm gonna look this up real quick. It's '90, '93, '94. It's got to be something. Uh, but anyway, they're they're a death metal band from uh, California. Ninety three, ninety three. Damn, yeah, that's they're as old as I am. That's holy shit. They're as old they as I am. Currently run unique leader they're records. They're as old Dope. as I am. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, so Croesus with that album. Um, Oh, they just put out a new album. Like if you had to, you know, dope. out of ten, that bad boy, where would you be? Where'd you put out it? Out of at? ten for the Croesus, bro. Nine. Nine. Damn. Yeah. What did I rate Gulch? Nine, right? I don't remember. Whatever I rated Gulch, this is at the same tier. Okay, cool. Because this is, or if I rated Gulch less than nine. Yeah, Gulch yeah, I don't understand why you would do that. I probably would I yell at you. So. Yeah. Gulch is a ten I, for me. Gulch is bro. Gulch. I think 10. I rated Gulch nine point five. That so, sounds that sounds accurate. Yeah, that so I think accurate. I'm gonna rate. I, I rate this nine. Yeah, I'd give this a solid nine too. Gulch is huh. Gulch is that was so fucking. And the only the, literally the only negative thing I have fucking, to do. We, we just fucking got our Gulch second. Present. We did get Gulch second pressings of impenetrable super oh. super full. Oh, and oh. Pan- well, impenetrable, impenetrable cerebral fortress. Yeah, we did just get those. So. Yeah, actually, I have it right. So yeah, I got the. Oh yeah, you actually have yours down here. I have mine. I'm gonna shadow box mine. Oh, what is that? Is that a Gate Creeper album you also got? <laughs> yeah, I got that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. I'm shadow boxing. And mine. then I also got a Gate Creeper. Uh, an unexpected reality. You know, from closed casket activities. My only problem with that album. Love those guys, man. You know my only problem with that album? It's not bad enough. It just looks like a split album. That's it. That's literally my only problem. With like that the album. album art? Yeah, it just looks oh, like a split album. I thought you were gonna say it's <laughs> it doesn't suck enough. No, yeah. yeah it just, it's not bad yeah. enough to where I could critique it. No, actually that's literally my only my only quarrel with that album is it just looks like there should be two bands on it, but there's not. Mm. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's, so let's let's round up the Croesus thing, and then yep, let's kind of um, push away. Croesus, I mean, this this album, a memoir of free will, has been, and like that's where I feel so bad is because like I usually take decent notes, like on, yeah, like really in depth too. Yeah, yeah, I usually try to like be journalistic. You started about, a new job, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's also right right in the middle of all. But of it's this, also so. the music you usually give me. I listen to. And then it kind of like pulls me away from what I'm doing, and then I just sit there and like I'm like, all right, I like I have to do this, I have to focus on this, and I listen to it. Whereas in this album, literally just became a part of my daily listen so much that I forgot 
we actually had to do this. You sound like I always give you music that you just don't really care for. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. It's like music that pulls me away. It's not like it pulls me away and it's like, oh, like I need to pay attention to this. This blended in so much to my normal music, like so much into the like the type of music I really like enjoy and delve into that I forgot I actually had to take notes on it. It literally became just a part of my daily listen to where like, ah, yeah, just put on that Croesus album. And then I listen to it while I'm editing or I listen to it while I'm cleaning or I listen to it. Like, what is it? Like when I got the job, I went to the fucking like the, the bar right down the street and I was sitting at the bar and the guy's like, oh yeah, you, you have to keep your mask on until you get a drink. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. So I just put on my headphones, left my mask on and just sat there until I got my drink and I just put on an album and it was this album. I literally just listened to this album through and through twice while I was eating food and drinking. And that's what I did. And I didn't even think of the fact like, oh, I need to take notes on this album. I just thought of the fact like, I really like this album. I need to pay attention to this album. And that's what this has become is it like literally passed the boundaries of like, for lack of a better term, homework for me. Mm -hmm. Because that's how I view these other albums is like, I need to study this album. I need to make sure every part of this is good. Like, I need to make sure I have my full, like my full attention has gone to this album. And that's how it like kind of like registers with me is like, I'm like, Lou gives me this album, listen to it. But this just felt like an album I would naturally find and naturally buy and pay attention to through and through. And that's yeah. where I just kind of, it just kind of slipped my mind because I just listened to it so many fucking times yeah. and just threw it. It's through. good. I, every time I take a shower, you realize I like, cause you have that Alexa upstairs in the bathroom. I'm like, Hey Alexa, play a uh, memoir of free will by Croesus. <laughs> I don't understand Corosis. And I'm like, no, Croesus. So I just have to ha hook my phone up and just play it. Yeah. It's yeah, probably it does one that. Of my most frequently played on YouTube. Actually, so like I just saw the uh, vocalist of Croesus just join Alter Beast. Yeah. I don't know what the, the future for Croesus is. Croesus holds from that. I didn't really seem to say that he was leaving, but uh, name is Max Smith. Whoa. Dude is a dope ass just... vocalist. I just uh, so I just uh, clicked on the Alter Beast uh, metal encyclopedia shit, and they I didn't realize they've only released full lengths in two of them. That's it. Usually, like you see a lot of these bands, especially like Alter Beast type, release uh, some sort of EP in between. Especially if you're like a gore doomy type metal. Damn. Oh, that just kind of throws me off really quick. Yeah. No, I get that. So that means they're that means they're in store for new music. I would assume so. That's, uh, That'd be dope. That'd be pretty dope. I didn't listen to Alter Beast in. I think the last. I think it had to have been 2015. Last time I heard them or some shit. I think they were at. Uh, I want to say they were at H Pack for. Heartland Performing Arts Center, for those who don't know, is something that was very close to our hometown. Uh, literally like a 20-minute drive. Stomach hold down. Hmm? Stomach hold down. God damn it. You, wanna, you sound like a fucking cowboy. You sound like Clint Eastwood chewing on a cigarette. It's not my hometown. Either way, it's not my home fucking town either, but it's where <laughs> I grew up and developed my fucking personality. Um... It's not my hometown either, but it's where I grew up and fucking developed my personality. I hate personality. this town. I love so pizza. damn much, and all my friends don't give up. I can't say that, but uh, 
give a fuck, bro. Um, no, it's like, you know, where we developed our puberty. It was probably 15 minutes away from uh, yeah, Milford. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fifteen twenty. I would go to most of their shows, but uh, not their shows, but like HPAC, Harlem Performing Arts Center. But I'm pretty sure Alter Beast played there with Disentomb, and that's how I remember Disentomb. I was actually shout out fucking Disentomb for real, brutal fucking I death metal from Australia. Fucking, yeah. I literally how I refer to Disentomb is the Doom and Sloom of Disentomb. That's just the best way I could ever put it. Like, oh, you want some Doom and Sloom? Listen to the Doom and Sloom of Distant Tomb. But I actually uh, hung out with those guys a freak, or not frequently, but a little bit because I wore a Filthy Frank shirt. Shout out to Joji. And he has a shirt that says, I eat ass. And it says, I eat ass. In yeah, I remember that shirt. I remember yeah. that shirt, yeah. Bright pink, and I wore it to this show, I'm pretty sure. And the guitarist was like, is that a Filthy Frank shirt? And I was like... Yeah, what's up? And he's like, dude, I fucking love Filthy Frank, bud. And then like literally just started talking to me. I cannot do an Australian accent yeah, job for you. Thanks. It's really easy. You just go, oh, no. What are you doing, just, bud? I can't do it, I man. don't fucking stop, do that, stop, bud. Stop, stop, It's really hard. It's really easy. Yeah. Just go, no. Yeah. Whatever. You know some, oh? some people can't do things. It's all right. You no, know? here, I'm going to teach you. You know when you say, oh, just go. I don't want to learn. Just go, oh. I don't want to learn. Go, oh. I'm going to end up doing, like, Middle Eastern guy on accident, so. <laughs> All right, Adam. <laughs> like, I'm going to do, do, do an Australian accent. Don't you dare come near me. I would dare you. Oh, we had a man, we had a guy, a friend, or a guy that we worked with. Every time he'd do an accent, it'd start off, like, normal for, like, three seconds. And then it would just turn the Middle Eastern guy. <laughs> All right, I'm do British. So coming down the street the other day, I was going down and there he was. And he was like, that's literally what he would do every single time. It is. It's weird. It's weird. So uh, actually, so back backtrack that up a little bit really quick because I, I think we're gonna we're gonna call it Dunish here soon. Um, yeah, it's probably doing soon. Um, speaking of closed casket activities, because we talked about them uh, with that Gate Creeper and Gulch vinyls we just got. Fuck yeah, um, dude. They uh, jarhead fertilizer just came out today. Uh, I don't know if it. They just dropped a bunch, uh, two vinyls for that, some merch. Mm. Um, they are pretty fucking dope, man. If you have not checked out jarhead fertilizer yet, uh, go to closed casket. We're not being paid for this. This is no, like literally just fun. like straight up like just our taste. We like closed casket activities. They have great fucking bands on there. They have great should merch. We, uh, they have good vinyls. So we start just shouting out like a song we've been listening to this week. Just be like, hey, I've been really jamming this. this yeah, week. I mean, we could do that. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, I was trying to think of like some new stuff that I've been. Um. So like for me, um, obviously sleep strangled, sleep yeah. by strangled, has Easy. been nonstop. Um, carefully. Cage, I want to say the song is by Victims, VCTMS, which I think we taught. I'm still yeah. jamming that. Oh, Victims, though. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to their drummer, too, who I think one of their recent songs, just for the first time, had to do vocals while drumming. Hmm. And I remember she was like, I remember she posted videos like, hey, I'm just now doing this. I'm sorry if it sounds like shit. And then she like released it, and I listened to it. I was like, dude, this sounds dope. Like, this sounds pretty fucking good for... Uh, I mean, and then the other thing is, I honestly, I kind of have to like look at my phone because I've. Uh, That's what I'm doing right now. I'd say, uh, I've been I've been jamming it for years, but it's just recently come back. Is Mother by Idols. 
And that song, like, I don't, it just hits my dumb fucking, like, wannabe drinking caffeinated wine oh, at 3 a.m. I, I in mean, morning. Jamie like, knows to the grindstone by Tyler Childers quite a bit. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. What's, what's the, uh, oh, fuck, what's that song I just, sh- I just showed you? Uh, I Need Never Get Old yep. by Daniel Ratliff. I've been jamming that, too. Oh, my God. I Need Never Get Old by Daniel Ratliff, yep. That song, uh, really... All right, so albums. Uh, I think we're going to have guests on our next two to three episodes. Uh, I just say let's not. Uh, I think we just. So I uh, know we're going to go ahead. Like, we're just going to tell them what we're going to be listening to. Oh, so, fuck. Yeah. I need to figure out what I'm going to give you. Yeah, then. you got to figure it out right now. I'll I talk about uh, what you got. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and we'll do next um, A Long History of Violence by Tyler Childers. This is your next album. Heard. Um, Tyler Childers. I actually saw him. So he's a. Country bluegrass musician. Very good. Very um, good musician. First time I saw him was at a bar in Ferndale, Michigan. I think it was $10 maybe. Might have been cheaper. I saw him. He was the opener uh, in some like little tiny room. I think it was yeah. a band, for a band called Mipso. And it was just him. Um, he was acoustic. And me and two of my other buddies or three of my other buddies, I think we hung out with them the whole, well, not say we hung out with them the whole night, but we went up, bought some merch. I bought one of his fucking CDs, um, ended up hanging out with him, talking with him the night. Really awesome dude, really chill dude. Um, just solid music all around, and now he's just at the top of his fucking game. Um, fucking last time I tried to go see him, all of this, the, the, everything was sold out. Couldn't get a fucking ticket. Um, and, I, you know, that was only a couple years after. That was only a couple years after um, I paid, like, five or ten bucks to see him in a tiny little room in a bar in Ferndale, Michigan. Yeah, dude. And it was like I remember uh, I remember he came up on my, uh, not Spotify, but my YouTube recommended because I listened to a lot of them. Yeah, I ended up three. getting, like, a shirt autographed by that night. I got yeah. a picture with him. Me and, you know. My one buddy who introduced me to him is like a huge like, and they've hung out. I guess I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get into it and like sit there and say the yeah. things that didn't happen that happened. But like we, we, we I think we did some he shots. Like, we did some like shots with him. We talked. We had a good time, and it was like did a backflip it was great. It was just it was just it was just really great seeing he him and, on top of a Toys R Us, and he beat up Jeffrey the Dragon. It was just <laughs> it's just great <laughs> seeing him in such a a yeah. small setting, and then knowing like it's had it makes me happy knowing that he's doing so well. Like because he was such a genuine guy, and he was. So fun to watch and so fun to just talk to you. Um, honestly, like, solid music, solid guy. So what do you got for me? Um, so I was gonna have you. I was gonna have you pick between A and B, but I think. Uh, actually, yeah. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna give you a little curveball really fast. I'm going to give you an album, but I want you to listen to one song also that's not on the album. Okay. So the album is Drinking Songs by Matt Elliott. And the one song that's not on the album that I just want you to, I honestly, pretty sure you've heard it before, but it was definitely a night, like I think it was the mummy night, where you're very enveloped in something else. To where we didn't, I didn't actually get to hear your opinion on it, but it's definitely a song I want you to uh, hear, and I actually would love to hear your opinion on, and I want a lot of other people to listen to the song. Is uh, "Dust, Flesh, and Bones" by Matt Elliott? But uh, a little bit of backstory on Matt Elliott was he was a uh, 
DJ. He was a house DJ, I think it was. I'll look this up really quick. He was a oh, what's that? His English guitarist. But I'm pretty sure if I'm not uh if I'm not yeah, he was a uh, no. Originally from Bristol, England, and now based in France. He was a uh, electronic music DJ under the name of Third Eye Foundation who discovered his love for dark folk music. And Drinking Songs is one of his most popular albums. But my favorite song of all time is Dust, Flesh, and Bones off of The Broken Man. But The Broken Man is like a five-song album that I really don't think is... I think it's worth touching into, but I think there's more. I think there's definitely. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Depth. The drinking songs. So uh, I definitely want you to check out drinking songs because I own both albums on iTunes and they're both phenomenal albums. Phenomenable. Mm-hmm. Is that what I just said? Like abominable. Mm-hmm. phenomenal albums but uh definitely drinking songs is one that i think you'll listen to through and through and you won't be upset except for the last song which is a 20 minute song i'll sit through a 20 minute song it's just gonna I take me a minute will. it'll mm-hmm. definitely be um it's definitely gonna be it's more of a depressing I, there's it's fine i'll just have you know I'll, yeah it's whatever it's not even a big deal it's uh, definitely still. If you uh, if you haven't heard of Matt Elliott, check it out. He is a fantastic, fantastic musician. He is honestly one of the best guitarists I've ever heard. Uh, I I can't say that. All right, man. Well, it, but I say yeah. uh, it was a good uh, check out uh. Whatever bands we mentioned, uh, and then we're gonna be listening to "Long History of Violence" by Tyler Childers and "Drinking Songs" by Matt Elliott. Definitely, uh, definitely check them out when we release this, so you guys can have your opinions when we uh, release the next episode. All right, well, Hot Dog City, USA. Uh, you know what it is. Uh, don't forget, aliens are real, and we all live in a simulation. Bye. Uh.